0: Little did you know you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know with Shelby Eastwood. Hey guys, happy Monday. Or whatever day you're listening to this episode, I can't believe it is already the third week since Little Did You Know has been released. It's been a whirlwind, that's for sure. I have been reflecting this past week just about like how good it was and feedback I've been getting from you all. It's been it's been an enlightening experience, that's for sure. And I've learned a lot about what you guys are looking for and the types of conversations that are good to be had. And I just am really enjoying this journey. So thank you all for coming along with it. So those of you who don't know, I do a lot of side hustles. (laughs) This might be like my fifth project on the side. Um, This past week, I've been really, really busy just with it being summer holidays and everything. I just wanted to be able to keep myself busy, especially because like we have eight weeks off as teachers in the summer. And I know that it's important to relax and like find downtime and everything, but I'm just not that kind of person. So there's been this past week, I literally did deliveries, <laughs> food deliveries for Skip the Dishes and DoorDash, just running around like crazy between both apps. Don't ask me how I managed to make $500 this past week doing it. It's insane, like what? Um, but it's cool like it it lets you just kind of go around and like see the different restaurants and like see people and um check out like where there could be good food and good patios since the weather is nice outside now and just kind of drive around and listen to some music and some podcasts that's where I listen to my Janet Kramer podcast and it's just been crazy one time I brought my doggies with me the drive, they they liked it. Every time we picked up food, they were like freaking out because they thought it was for them. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, babies, no no takeout food for you. So I've been doing that, and I'm also working on a mental health and addiction certificate through a university, and I'm only on my first course. You have to take like ten courses, and I'm only gonna do one at a time because I am still working full time, and the co- courses do cost a lot of money. And I've told this to some people and they're like, well, what are you just going to quit teaching and, and like become a mental health person, like therapist or whatever. And I'm like, no, like, it's just for my own knowledge and for my own, um, enjoyment. I've really, really become really passionate about mental health the last little while, just dealing with it myself and seeing how my students in class, deal with mental health and talk about mental health it's i think it's really important so i've been working on that i'm doing a course right now just it's just a basic intro to psychology course which i took first year in my undergrad so it's been like seven years since i took it but whatever it's good to kind of like just get back into it and like um refresh your memory and your brain about the different topics like they've been talking about sleep and they've been talking about like psychoanalytic theories and different drugs and memories and stuff like that. So like, that's really interesting, I find. And I, so I've been, I've been doing that. It's a lot of lectures. It's all online, obviously. And then in the, in the fall, I'm going to be doing another one. It's going to be psychological disorders. And I, I'm really excited for that one. It's going to focus on, like, anxiety and depression and schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and, like, how that affects your body and like where that starts in your brain and, and what that looks like and all that stuff. So I'm really, really excited about that one. It's just kind of getting this first intro psychology course out of the way. Um, But yeah, so that's been, that's been my week, just honestly, just doing lectures and deliveries. But it's kind of good that I mentioned that because I am really, really excited about our topic today. We are going to be talking about mental health and anxiety and depression, and I have a really, 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 really good guest on for this this week's episode. She's one of my best friends, and I just, I absolutely love her, and the reason why I asked her to come on for this week's episode, because I found out that we both suffer from mental health illnesses, just in different ways, and we cope with it in different ways, and... It's hit us and affected our lives in different ways. So I wanted to get her on to get her perspective of things and just kind of have a discussion surrounding the importance of mental health, both with both of us being in our 20s and how that affects like just everybody today. She's also, she also works in education. So it'll be interesting to get her, her perspective on things in terms of what she sees in the classroom compared to like what I see in the classroom as well. So yeah, I'm really excited for that.
1: How's it going it's going how about you
0: good good i can't believe we're back together i'm so excited in the podcast world the
1: podcast dream team
0: right so for those of you who don't know chelsea's my bff bff accurate (laughs) and we actually had a podcast last year and things happened life happened
1: people happen.
0: <laughs> and that it is no longer a thing, but that's okay. We learned a lot from it.
1: We did. We... And now you have your own freaking podcast. And you're Can on you it. Your podcast? Sorry? Can I say freaking on your podcast? Yeah, yeah,
0: it's fine. It says explicit on it. We're good. It's all good.
1: Perfect. Okay. Just um... check
0: it. <laughs> and now we're back together.
1: I'm so so pumped. Like I've been waiting for this since you told me about it how many weeks ago?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too.
1: Don't me till episode three, but like whatever. I'm
0: sorry. You're just working all the time, okay?
1: It's literally the worst.
0: (laughs) How's your summer been?
1: It's been ridiculous. (laughs) So much work, so much life, so much sleeping. Just so much not seeing you. I know.
0: (laughs) Stupid COVID. Then I know. But how ironic
1: that today we had to postpone recording for me to have therapy. For us to talk about mental health. Right? How amazing. Like, like I think the correlation
0: there was just, meant to Yeah, it's just all of it is meant to be. And I had my, my lecture earlier today with my mental health course. So, like, we're just... just mental health living. It, it just all was meant to be today.
1: I agree. All meant I to totally be today. Agree.
0: And I just, I thought you were the perfect person to come on, on and, like, talk about mental health with. Because you're the only one I know that's um, been as open about, like, what you go through and, like, your own personal journey through mental health, and so I thought that that was something really inspiring, and I want you to be able to share
1: it with other people. Well, thank you. Yes, I... It took me a long time to be open about my mental illness, but I find that, like, once you start, it's like a waterfall. Like, it started as a trickle. I told, like, one, two people here there, and now I'm just, like, loud and proud and enjoying my life.
0: <laughs> That's amazing, though, like, and that you've definitely inspired me to not be as, like, behind closed doors about it, so...
1: Well, I'm glad. Just, like, I'm glad that I can help people because without people, I would not be around. Right? So. We
0: all just need to, like, help each other and... Exactly. Help with, like, not just talking about it on Bell Let's Talk Day.
1: <laughs> right? We have to talk about it all the time. Every day. I talk about it. I talk about it basically every day, but, like, my main key, like, Instagram post days, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> it is Bell Let's, Let's Talk because yep. that was, like a big one for me because it happened around the same time as I was diagnosed yeah and then I always talk about it on the day I was diagnosed mm-hmm. and then I usually talk about it in oh I'm gonna get this wrong I want to say February is mental health month oh my honestly I'm gonna be horrible and say that my Facebook reminds me every month because <laughs> I have the worst memory in the entire world I blame the medication yeah
0: <laughs> it's fine so can I ask like what you were diagnosed with and, like, when that happened? Sure.
1: So I was diagnosed with severe depression um, and anxiety disorder. And then I was – it's so weird to say, but, like, I was diagnosed with, like, almost bipolar. Okay. So when you get diagnosed, if for people who don't know, you basically have to do this big yes-no checklist. Yep. And um, I was three yeses away from being bipolar. Oh, wow. So, like, super close – they can't officially diagnose it, me with it or give me medication for it, but they just basically told me to go to therapy and for like
0: it. And like you cause you're like you're on the cusp kind of.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that all happened, um, May, or sorry, April 30th, uh, 10 years ago. Wow. 10 years ago this April. Wow. So it's been 10 years, but I wanna say I've suffered probably about five years before that. Like yeah. it started very, very little, very slow, very, um, one or two moments here or there, and then it it grew to. What so you're
0: it was. so you're 28 now. So when you were 18, you're officially diagnosed.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It was a
1: crazy couple <laughs> years to get there, but once I got diagnosed, things like the ball started rolling. Yeah.
0: No. For, for sure. It's okay. We both have two doggies. It's all. It's all good. Yeah. So
1: many doggies. Life.
0: Friends. So, um, yeah, I've been. I was re-diagnosed, actually, recently. About, oh, really? Yeah. About, I do I ever knew that. About eight months ago. Was it eight months ago? Yeah, about that. Yeah, about eight months ago I was re-diagnosed. Because, like, a fish, uh, at first in 2015 it was just with anxiety. And okay. then, which, like, I was like, yeah, everybody has that, whatever. It's, like, not, like, in my head it wasn't, like, a real thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, just everything happened from 2015 to 2021 and when i went back to the doctor for like a checkup or whatever she had me redo that questionnaire you're talking about and i was reading them and i was like oh god and she was like yep you have severe anxiety disorder and uh middle to severe depression i was like oh all right then i was like well this is interesting and like good to know
1: (laughs) right it's the weirdest thing to be told because like for me i knew there was something going on like what i was going through what i was feeling what i was doing yes. wasn't quote-unquote normal yeah but like 10 years ago like what was mental health did anyone even talk about it like i don't even think
0: i i don't think so
1: knew anyone with mental health
0: because like it's, like back it. then like anxiety was like oh you're just overstressed
1: yeah depression was you're you stuck by your boyfriend yeah
0: yeah exactly
1: so for me to like be diagnosed with it like my dad had no idea, my siblings had no idea, like none of us knew what it meant Yeah. so it was just such a crazy time from like some people didn't even know that I was struggling, some people didn't even know anything was wrong to all of a sudden now I'm like gone to, I went to the hospital I had to like go see psychiatrists and therapists and like all these different people uh-huh. and so it was like really, it was weird to have a title to something that I had struggled with for what felt at the time, like, such a long time.
0: Oh, for sure. I just remember, like, before, because, like, everything from, like, 2015 to now, is like, it's not a blur, but, like, it's kind of, like, it's all just jumbled in. It's a lot. Yeah, and I just remember before, um that it was probably like 2014 and I was at a hockey fundraiser with my brothers and my stepmom and I remember what I was wearing and I remember sitting in the car and I remember posting a selfie on Instagram and i was, that's like the last time I remember being like genuinely like happy mm-hmm. like nothing was wrong I was helping my brothers raise money for their hockey tournament or whatever we were doing and like I was just like this is a great day and then like when I re- when I think back to like wanting to be happy like that that's the feeling I think of. If that makes it's sense. It's
1: so ironic you say that because I remember the, so the, I tried to commit suicide three times. The last time I tried, there is a picture on Facebook right now of me that morning. Oh my God. And it's like one, it's so weird. Cause it's one of my favorite pictures of me and it's me just like 18 years old taking a selfie, Yeah, like nothing crazy. But I remember that day and I remember I look at that picture all the time and I'm like, I was the most depressed girl, but take like one glance at that picture and you will never guess. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's what kills me every time is that everyone's like, are you sure? Like you seem so fine. Oh,
0: don't even get me started on that.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I'm like, don't get me started. And I show them. I'm like, this is the picture of the day I tried to kill myself. So tell me that nothing's wrong with me.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Or like when they, or when people be like, your life is great right now. Like you have everything. Like why why are you upset or why are you anxious about something? You literally have everything you could ever want. Like ha- like.
1: But it's not about what
0: you have. No, I I know. But like that's what you're saying. Like yeah. you can't you can't tell by looking at somebody and like just because you have like let's say you have like a good house and a good home and like good clothes or whatever materialistic things, that doesn't
1: mean anything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't mean you're not gonna be anxious. It doesn't mean you're not gonna be sad. It doesn't mean you're not gonna. Like, that it doesn't affect your mental health.
1: Exactly. And I think that's what why I would, like my illness was overlooked for so long. So I was diagnosed when I was eight, 18. My parents split up when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So when I started showing depressive symptoms, it was, well, your parents just got divorced, or just sad. Yeah. Which it probably was, realistically. But it therefore stemmed into something when I would have been, like, 14, 13-ish. Where, like, I was constantly obsessing over what I ate because I didn't like how I looked. And at first I was like, oh, that's a teenage thing. But, like, that's not a teenage thing. That's a mental health thing.
0: Yeah, and that's like that happens to everybody, not just teenagers.
1: Yeah, and it's one thing to be like, oh, I look kind of chunky in this outfit. But it's another thing to, like, stare at yourself and cry when you weigh 90 pounds. Yeah. Right, like, it's just... That makes my
0: heart so sad.
1: (laughs) Right, like, it's just a different sensation and if people myself included hadn't rationalized it with oh she's just going through something oh she's just a teenager oh this is just happening you know what I mean like would I have been diagnosed earlier would I have gotten help before things got so bad like I genuinely don't know and I don't want to say I wish that that had happened because I feel like the journey I took taught me so many things but at the end of the day like I would have liked to learn those things without trying to hurt myself.
0: Yeah, no, and I I get that. The one thing I've always been like, kind of jealous, even though it's really weird to say, um yeah. kind of jealous like about you when we when you and I do have these conversations like personally and like just you and me is how like supportive and stuff your family has been. Like when you came out and told them like, yeah. sure, I I tell like my family or whatever that like oh that that has triggered me, but that's only been like recent, maybe in like the last year or so. And even then they're like, well, oh, well, I'm just not going to talk to you then. Or they'll be like, oh, well, why, why are you upset about this? Why are you anxious about this? Like, it's Mm -hmm. very, it's not like my family's like the type where like, if you're sad, keep it to yourself and then you'll get past it and whatever. And like, you don't need to tell the whole world that you're sad. You don't need to like do this because you're looking for quote unquote attention. And so like when you, when you, when you tell me, when you tell me those things about your family, I'm just like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the hard thing. Like, honestly, Shelby, it wasn't always like that. Like, when I told my dad, the second I told my dad, he went into Superman mode. He, like,
0: that's cause researched That's because your dad's literally to- a superhero.
1: He's a superhero. <laughs> my siblings, however, as much as they're so supportive now, like, they didn't get it at first. Like, they were both in university. They were both doing their own thing. And, like, I've always been the youngest. So, like, drama queen was, like, my name <laughs> <laughs> for most of my life. Out of love for my big sibling, but, like, it was what it was. So, at first, it was a, well, you're just being a drama queen. And it wasn't until, and I don't know if I ever told you this story. So, I had just been put on, I wasn't sleeping. So, before I got diagnosed, I was not sleeping. I would, my dad would come home, work nights, and he would, I would pretend to sleep for the first half an hour he got home, and then I would wake up, even though I had never slept. Yeah. So, one of the first medication they put me on was partly a sleeping medication. Yeah. So I remember one night I was lying in my dad's bed. We lived in a bungalow and my siblings with their significant other were out in the family room and I had taken my sleeping meds, but for some reason it wasn't working. And then, so I went to go take more. I'm not, you're you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. So my dad had hid my medication just because we didn't know how I would react to them. Like it was just a thing. So my sister had them. So I went over and I said, well, I need my sleeping meds. And she's like, "No, you've already had them." I said, "I need them." And we got into the biggest fight. Like it ended up me like crying on the floor, hyperventilating. His her boyfriend had to pick me up and carry me to bed. Like him and her, and my brother were like, "You're just a drama queen. This is ridiculous." But I think them. Then they sat down and they like reflected on what happened, and yep. then seeing me like that over sleeping pills, like not like fun drugs not booze, like yeah. nothing exciting, like literally something Ooh. to make me sleep, I think really like changed their mindset. Yeah.
0: Like kind of like flick the switch and they were like, oh shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think it made them kind of say like, okay, maybe this is something she can't help. Like maybe this, and that's what I think people don't understand. Like I see Instagram posts about it all the time. Like depression isn't me going for a walk Yeah, and feeling better. Like. I do everything in my power. Same. And like, you know, how much do I go to therapy? How much yep. do I take medication? Like, how much do I, like, do all my strategies? There are still days that I am a fucking disaster. Yep. And, like, I don't think people realize that depression and anxiety and any other mental illness don't just go away because you work really hard in it. Like, it's not like going to the gym, and I don't think people
0: realize that. I, I totally agree with you, because, like, one day, like, you could be good, and you could be like, okay, cool, like, I'm I'm doing okay today, and then all of a sudden, like, you're, you just go back down that, I don't want to say rabbit hole, but, like, then, it's like. It's like a slippery slope. Yeah, like, and then, like, you, you struggle to pull yourself out of that one, and it's not just, like you said, it's not like going to the gym, where you're just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger every day you go to the gym. Like, it's not like that.
1: Right. And, like, there are certain days where I'm like, yes, these are my strategies, I'm getting used to them. Yeah. Like, and like they're great and they work. But then there are other days where like I do my breathing. I do my cold water in my hand. Like I do all the things and I still just need to cry on the floor.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I remember one time, I don't remember there's been a couple times where I would text you and be like, I can't do it, and like we've had you and I have had some fights over it because I would get very anxious and go down the spiral hole and yeah. <laughs> stop texting That's you. Your life. <laughs> um but there was one time I remember you gave me because we both we used to work at the same school um but uh there was one time you gave me at work you gave me this sheet of paper with like all the grounding techniques and i remember i'd try to use them and then like i'd be like well screw this this doesn't work and then like i'd be upset and then
1: you feel bad because proven strategies that like work for you or work for the next person aren't working for me and then it's a whole other like what the hell is wrong with me why are these not working and then you're spiraling even more because what's supposed to be helping you isn't working and it's just and that's what i think people don't realize like depression anxiety mental illness is a spiral yeah it's and it's not just and like it's a personal
0: it's like a personal experience for everybody like it's not like what's what's like what it is with me is not the same as what is what it is with you
1: exactly exactly it's so personal yeah like it's just it's honestly not like taken seriously enough and I get people are trying and I get that like people are talking about it and that's amazing like people need to be talking about it but like people also need to be educating people about
0: it
1: 100,000% so like it needs to be not just well depression can make you feel this but like hey I have depression and this is what it looks like just in case you were wondering
0: yeah I don't want the textbook definition of what depression is like I, I know what that is thanks like I want like real life um examples like testimonials (laughs) from people exactly
1: because as much as I can read a cool Instagram post about all the symptoms do you know how many times I would read those and be like okay but I don't have this one specific symptom so I don't have it yeah but like no that's not true you can not only can it look different for everyone it can look different on different days it can look different at different hours like it can look different all of the time for the same person
0: yeah I totally, and, I like, totally it agree. It
1: drives me crazy that people don't realize that.
0: I totally agree, and that's why that's why I wanted you here so we can talk about it.
1: And we can talk. About it. So I have a question for you. Yeah. So what have you done? Like, we'll say in the past year to educate yourself on mental illness.
0: Um. So I kind of touched on this before I got you on. Like, I am doing a um, mm-hmm. mental health and addictions certificate right now. You again inspired me to do something like that because you um did yours which you can talk about in a sec um but I am I am doing that and pursuing that because it's mental health has become like a bigger passion in my life and I've also um I have also been going um to talk to a therapist as well and I used to so before when all this first started I guess in 2015 I was still a student obviously and like they're really, ex- therapists are really expensive. <laughs> so
1: expensive.
0: And so I couldn't like really like afford one. And so like I did one like, you know, those online ones where like the therapist is like in the States or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried that and that was a no bueno. And so like I just kind of like scrapped that idea. And then I would just, I used to write a lot, like just kind of like write my feelings out in letters I'd not mm-hmm. send to people, if that makes sense. It's oh, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, does. it's like as if I would write you a letter. Like, if I was really mad at you and you made me anxious, I would write you a letter and then just not send it. Like, I keep it in my pile. How many of
1: those do you have for me, Shelley?
0: For you, none.
1: What? Yeah. Communication, friends. It's all about communication.
0: It's all about communication. Um, but, so, like, I would do that a lot. Um, I don't do it as much anymore, but, um. I remember that. Yeah, now I still, now I have, though, like, I do have a therapist and, because of COVID, obviously, it had to be, it has to be, like, video calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of helps a little bit too, I guess. It's just, it's still like weird for me though, because it's weird. I don't like talking about feelings.
1: (laughs) It's hard. Like I get anxious. Before every therapist. Oh, same,
0: same. Like, and I would like sit there in a hot, sweaty mess. And like, I would apologize for being sweaty. And she'd be like, no, it's fine. And then like, when before COVID, like when I would have to go in in person, I would literally like take my shoes off and fiddle with my shoes on the ground and like play around with my elastic on my wrist. And she's, she's she's like, you like to fidget. She's like, you like to fidget when you're anxious. And I was like, yep. Yep. Yeah, I do. So it's weird. I got this, um, one of my students had this this is gonna sound lame but one of my students had this rubik's cube thingy that like it's like a star rubik's cube and it all comes apart in pieces and since having to do the therapy online i like sit there and play with a rubik's cube like off camera and um she's like what are you playing with and i show her to the rubik's cube she's like hey whatever works i'm like all right cool
1: <laughs> i gave that student that
0: did you actually
1: yeah <laughs> it, i love
0: it it's so really calming
1: yeah man that was
0: oh, that was you <laughs> yeah that was me that's amazing I had a
1: whole bunch that I bought for my students but I didn't need them yeah. so I just like donated them if you will to the school
0: that's amazing and they, like
1: asked them out throughout the classes and we're like here if anyone wants them
0: <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah I, I saw it one day and I was like playing around with it and I, well he was working and I was like this is the coolest thing ever and it like it actually like I see why like kids you would use that too like it calms me down <laughs>
1: yeah i have the one it's like two um what are those called like the circles yeah the two circles together with like a something in the middle and you just fidget them around oh and i i use that
0: oh but yeah
1: every time before a therapy session i'm anxious i'm nervous yep i like get all like i have to do a whole bunch of stuff i think it's just like because I don't know what's going to come of that session.
0: Oh, 100%. Like, I don't know if I'm, gonna I'm gonna going to cry. I don't know, like...
1: <laughs> yeah, like, am I going to talk about, like, fluffy nothing? Which, like, happens, and that's cool. Yeah. Or is it going to be, like, am I going to remember something I didn't think I'd remember? Or, you know what I mean? Like, yep. there's no written code as to what it's going to look like, and that is unsettling to this me. This is going
0: to sound really weird, but, like, when I was trying to, like, find one, all, the, like, their pictures were posted, like, on the website or whatever, <laughs> And I totally was, went by like judging a book by its cover. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to talk to you because you're like too old. You could be my parent. I don't want to talk to you because you're too pretty and would judge me. I don't want to talk to but you. I, never said I did the same thing. I don't want to talk to you because you're a boy and like you might also judge me. And like I had to find somebody who was like the happy medium. <laughs>
1: the happy medium for sure. I totally agree. I've been through seven therapists. Wow. And because my thing is, like, I think you need to be ready for therapy. Yeah. It is hard work, it's commitment, it's opening your soul to someone. If you're not ready to do that, it's not happening. Yeah. And then I also need a therapist who's like a kind of a happy medium. Like, I had a therapist once where I didn't show up and he never called me again. Oh, wow. And then I had one that would, like, if I was three seconds late, she'd be like on the phone or like forced me to talk and like didn't let me have silence. Like, the one I have now is fantastic she's this perfect medium that like if I try and cancel she'll be like but why are you cancelling (laughs) are you cancelling because you like genuinely have a reason to cancel like some people do or are you trying to avoid something yeah but she also lets me have like silence and if I need to if my only answer for the whole day is like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and that's what I need she's okay with that
0: yeah no, when I, there's, there'll be times where, like, I'll email mine and be like, hey, can you, like, meet with me tomorrow? And she'll be like, yeah, of course. And I'll be like, okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, I, I think that's, I, I think that's a struggle, too, like, just finding the one that fits you right. and yeah, like
1: it's almost like finding a partner. Yeah. Like, I've told my therapist more, not more than I've told you, but, like, but more or, than I've told any significant other. Yeah, more
0: than, yeah, no, like, I agree with that
1: because they like evolve with you like i went for one thing and we like i went for my depression and my anxiety we now talk about like my relationships my mom my like dating life like everything yeah like it's hard to talk about that
0: to certain yeah and to certain people yeah no i totally i totally agree with that um tell me about your your certificate that you took
1: yeah, so I took a certificate in children's mental health. Um, I did it; it was a year-long um, course, like program. Uh, it was so cool. So each course um, looked at different like angles of children's mental health. Oh, nice. So one was like straight up, like these are the things they couldn't get diagnosed with. One was about um, like this is how family life can affect that. This is how oh, wow. we can protect kids. Like all these different angles. Was of it like health? different
0: courses, or was
1: it just like one long? No, so it was six different courses. Okay. So, like, one was just on perfect pr- protective factors. One was on risk factors. Like, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it made you dive into your own prejudice. Because I find even when you have mental health, like, there's always mental health that could be worse than yours.
0: Yes, I agree. Right? So, like,
1: yes, I have depression and anxiety. Yes, it affects me, like, a lot. But there are people in this world who have different disorders or to have depression and anxiety that it affects them worse yeah for, so for really sure really like because for a while like I was 18 when I got diagnosed I thought I was crazy like people with mental illness are not crazy but when you're 18 and you get diagnosed and you don't person,
0: really you know? know what's going on you're like
1: exactly like you feel like a crazy person oh yeah so it really makes you like reevaluate those prejudice that you have in your brain whether you know you have them or not And, like, it really taught me that every kid has something going on. Like, whether it's an official diagnosis or even close to a diagnosis, it doesn't matter. Like, the process of growing up is so messed up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you go from having no responsibility to being thrusted into this world that does not care what happens to you. Yep. And, like, that can mess a person up.
0: Oh, for sure. And, like, on top of, like, all the trauma that you can experience in your life as you go through that.
1: Well, that was the thing, like, the risk factors course uh, was all about, like, things that could happen to a child that, like, doesn't force them to have mental illness, but, like, is
0: And can contribute to it.
1: Yeah. So, like, (laughs) my dog is just all over me right now. I can't even handle it. So, um, So, yeah, so that course really, like, opened my eyes to, like, everything can potentially be a risk factor. Some people, your parents get divorced, and it's the best day of your life. Some people, your parents get divorced, and you now have depression and anxiety. Yep. Like, I, my depression and anxiety stemmed from, like, abuse and neglect. But, like, it doesn't always need to be traumatic.
0: For sure. No, I totally agree with that.
1: But I don't think everyone realized. Like, I think people think there needs to be this big, traumatic, horrendous story. And, like, even my story isn't all that bad. Like, to me, it was. But, like, you don't need to have this world-ending earth-shattering thing to happen to you for you to have mental illness and I think that's a big misconception that people have
0: I totally agree totally agree with that one
1: and like it's almost frustrating because they're like oh how did that happen and I'm like I don't know I got diagnosed with it man like
0: I hate when sure people like question you it, on I, it
1: yeah like, like sure you don't know
0: what's in my happened,
1: brain but like there's nothing that like one specific like major event that happened to me yeah like
0: Things just happen. I understand that one. So I got a question for you. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know it's different for everybody and I'm curious like what are some things that like trigger you or like trigger those thoughts and that spiral that we tend to go down?
1: So it's like almost embarrassing to admit it
0: it's don't it's but, uh, not it's just you and my, me and you know
1: <laughs> my biggest trigger is relationships same
0: <laughs> like,
1: men just and like that makes makes men sound horrible and it's not them like well sometimes it's them, but overall it's not
0: them <laughs> honestly we need to come have you back on for like a relationship episode <laughs>
1: exactly so like my problem is I have I'm riddled with like self-doubt and self-deprecation yep. and like all that stuff. So like I'm on all the dating apps because single at twenty-eight, you know, <laughs> enjoying life. Um, and like if a guy matches with me and then right away unmatches, or if like I say hi and then I'm I'm always like, Well, what's wrong with me? Like, are my pictures not pretty enough? Is like yeah. is my bio not good enough? Like I get really obsessive over what could potentially be wrong. Yeah. And so that spirals that. And then, like, it's even worse if I go on a date with him and don't hear from him. Like, oh, my God. You text and, like, me I right would, away. You're
0: like, so.
1: <laughs> so this happened. And that's the thing. Like, it could be a crap date. But, like, the fact that it's not my decision. So yeah, I mean, It's out of your control. Yeah. Things out of my control are my trigger. Yeah. I would say that as, like, an overall.
0: I would agree with that. I would also say past experiences are triggers for me.
1: Because they just go. If I have dreams about my exes. <laughs> it's gonna be a bad
0: day <laughs> for me like i could just be like literally like sitting here reading because i'm a nerd and like love it one of like the books i like that i read like t- says something and i'm just like oh damn it and then i fall and here we go and then, and then i can't read and then i'm like basically just cut off like for the rest of the day like i just can't do nothing
1: well and that's the annoying part it's like one little thing and, oh yeah like, your whole day can be gone
0: oh hundred thousand percent valentine's day is a big trigger for me I hate Valentine's Day.
1: Mother's Day is a horrible trigger mm, for
0: me. Father's Day, I've like all re- the days. <laughs> all
1: the day. I've reframed Mother's Day, so now I celebrate like my sister and my grandmothers and my dad and like
0: yeah, that's amazing.
1: But I like, still like watching people post about like how great their moms are, I'm, like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. Well, I don't love it, but like I like how like I like your frame of mind around it now and how you've spun it in more of a positive way.
1: And I think that's the main point about mental illness. It's not something that how do I word this? It's not something that's gonna go away. Yeah. I think regardless of whether you're at a high point or a low point, like it's always in your back pocket. But I think that there's ways you can reframe things, such as Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, whatever it happens to be. You can reframe those ideas so that they don't damage you so much. Yeah. Like I used to sit at home. No one was allowed to talk to me on Mother's Day. I didn't eat on Mother's Day. I didn't communicate with people on Mother's Day. Like I would warn my boyfriends, like, do not talk to me tomorrow.
0: That's literally me on Valentine's Day because I. You remember I was dumped on Valentine's Day. Accurate. Yeah. So like that's literally me.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's okay. I remember the day that I was dumped by that one guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like. Oh my God. Like every year I'm just like, don't, I can't, I can't, I can't be spoken to. And like, but and the like, the that's, like that's, that's my dad's birthday. So like, oh,
0: but like, that's when people would be like, Oh, that happened in the past. Get over it. Why aren't you over it already? That, Oh,
1: that's not how life works. That's another
0: trigger. People's reactions trigger me.
1: Oh, that's true. I would, I would agree with that because like when you're tr- going through something or when like you just feel crappy and someone's like, Oh, just cheer up like things could be so much worse yeah I'm like, I get things could be worse but things are pretty bad right
0: now yeah like I know that's not what I need you to tell me right now
1: no I hate that and like I, when like
0: you reach out to somebody because like you're feeling like bummed out or you're like in that like low point and then they just are like oh just get over it oh you're fine and then you're just like this is not why I called you like
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. however with saying that I do think there's a balance
0: I agree yes
1: I can I can say for me and you specifically there's times where I'm like here Shelby I'll hold your hand we'll eat ice cream I'll rub your hair like things will be like let's just be sad but then there's other times where I want to like smack you across the face and be like listen (laughs) we got this
0: yes I think I think that that time has to come at like it can't happen like in the moment
1: exactly I totally agree I think there's a balance that like unfortunately if you want to be in a relationship with someone with mental illness a friendship with someone like there's some work involved
0: oh yeah And there's some understanding that needs to be had by both parties.
1: Exactly. And it is rewarding work. I think I'm a great person. But
0: (laughs) I love you. You are an amazing person.
1: (laughs) So I think there's definitely work to be had by people, but it's so rewarding because then you know, like, the relationships I have with people, I'm not just friends with everyone. And, like, that's not a snobby thing. Like, I just, I'm too anxious to be friends with a lot of people. So if I'm your friend and, like, your true friend, I will go to the ends of the earth for you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Whether I talk to you every day or not. Like, it could be months in between talking to you, but I would literally, like, I don't know.
0: Be like, you need me? I'm here.
1: Yeah, I would stop a raccoon from eating your dog in a heartbeat.
0: (laughs) That was the randomest (laughs) analogy.
1: (laughs) That's the weirdest. That's the only thing I could come up with. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me. But.
0: (laughs) Nothing's wrong with you, Chelsea.
1: Thank you. Except I'm just a tiny bit weird it's but i like
0: that we both are it's fine
1: it's fine so yeah so i think there's a balance of like enabling and tough love and you need to know when to bring out which side of
0: yes I, I agree I with that i remember it. um speaking of like triggers and stuff i, I remember i don't want to get into too much detail about it because it still gets triggering but i remember there was one time okay. i literally had I don't remember what triggered me, but it spiraled into the biggest panic attack. And I remember FaceTiming you and then FaceTiming my other girlfriend. And then FaceTiming both of you at the same time. And I couldn't get off the floor in the bathroom. And you guys didn't even, you knew of each other, but you didn't know each other. It was the first time we met. The first time you met was literally on a triple FaceTime call. And you guys were like, oh, hey, I'm Chelsea. Oh, hey, I'm so-and-so. And And then, like, I was like, I can't do it, guys. (laughs) I don't know what to do. You guys were both trying to calm me down over the FaceTime. And it literally took, like, probably 30 minutes for me to get off the bathroom floor. True.
1: If something's triggering to me and, like i'm going to your like if something happens and then i know i'm going to your house two days later or something i have to pre-warn you and be like shelby when we drink i'm going to start crying we're going to have to talk about this and that's the life that we're living right now yeah
0: no for sure i agree with that i just remember i just remember that was a bad panic attack and that was the first time like i my dogs are one second Yeah, I remember just that was a really bad panic attack and it was the first time like I kind of reached out to both of you, I guess, in the moment because I was literally on the bathroom floor. Like I literally like would not move. (laughs) And I remember you guys were like, no, you got to get up. I was like, I can't get up. I can't do it.
1: Well, that's the hard thing. Like as someone who experiences it, I know what you have to do. Yeah. But at the same time as someone who loves you, and who has experienced it, I know how hard it is to do those things. And how, Does that yeah, make sense? How,
0: if, like if, yeah, exactly. So, like if you were on the bathroom floor, like I know what that feels like. I know how hard it is for you to get up, but I also know that you have to get up.
1: Exactly. And like if I was beside you, I'd be yanking your arm and be like, no, we're getting up. Like we don't have to do anything, but you're getting off the bathroom floor. Yeah. Like, speaking of, have you heard that song, Bathroom Floor? By Maddie and Tay. I have.
0: Just the action of getting up. Yeah, like your thoughts still may be the same. You still still might be crying. You still might be like hyperventilating, but you're not on the floor anymore.
1: Exactly. Do you remember your worst panic attack? Would that be it? Uh,
0: no. There's been a couple really bad ones. If I think about yeah. it, um, one you were here for. Yeah. In the moment.
1: Your hands were like ice
0: they were ice and I couldn't stop like picking them yeah and they were shaking so bad so that was one the one I was on FaceTime with you two was another one um I remember one with a previous ex and like it was really really that one was really really bad yeah like and then I like after it calmed me down like I went to like into the bathroom and like I don't want to say attempted something, but thought about something. Yeah, yeah, And And um, literally, like, locked myself in there. And, like, he, like, managed to unlock the door and, like, come and sit down beside me on the bathroom floor. And, like, afterwards he was, like – he, like, tried to, like, ask me, like, what I was thinking about or, like, what I wanted to do. And, like, I told him and then, like, he was scared. Um, but literally – but that panic attack literally transpired from him. So, like – It was –
1: yeah, that's a hard – the person who's trying to help you is the person
0: who caused it yeah so like yeah no there's been a really there's been a couple and it's crazy because like you can feel it coming I don't know about you but like you can feel it like in your chest you're just like all of a sudden like it's like an elephant sitting on your chest and like
1: tears always prick my eyes like I'm not crying but I like feel them in the back of my eyes
0: see I don't feel that I just I feel it's for me it's my chest right away and like I could like take I know, like, our listeners can't see it, but, like, I can take my thumb and, like, press, like, where your sternum is right here, and that's where the pain is. And, like, I can press on it harder and harder because I I hope that, like, me pressing it hurts more than, like,
1: what the the inside
0: of my chest feels like, if that makes sense. Um, And, like, that's where I feel it right away, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's coming. Oh, my God. And then, like, you either take it one way and it turns into a full-blown panic attack or you figure out a way to, like, stop that feeling. And it's – for me, that's hard.
1: Yeah, that is really hard.
0: Do you remember your worst panic attack?
1: I have – three that pop into my mind so the, the first one was totally the one I just mentioned about my sister and when I first yeah. got diagnosed and then one when, when my uncle died I like my boyfriend at the time was sleeping because it was like early in the morning yeah. and I went to the hospital and then I went to his house and like I woke him up and it wasn't I don't know why this one sticks out to me because it wasn't like a humongous like on the floor crying, but I just crawled into bed with him and I lied there and I just panicked. Like my heart started racing, my started crying, I started shaking like the whole thing. And all he did was like wrap his arm around me as I panicked. But like there was someone died. Like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then the last one was when that boyfriend broke up with me. So mm. I lived in like a three story townhouse.
0: Yeah.
1: My brother lived in the basement with his then girlfriend, and I lived upstairs. And he broke up with me, and I walked down the stairs, and I just remember standing at the very bottom of the stairs, and I just stood there, and they said, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I screamed, he dumped me, and I fell to the ground. It was literally the most, like, movie, traumatic, like, ridiculous thing in the entire world. But his girlfriend, my brother's girlfriend, like, ran over to me and, like, hugged me, and I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And, like, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't catch my breath. Yep. As you said, it felt like an elephant was sitting on your chest. Yep. And with me, I get, I start pacing, like pacing is my thing. That's why I know what's coming. Yeah. So like I walked in from work the other day and like, I was just really anxious. Like nothing was really going on, but I was just anxious. And I started picking up my nails, pacing back and forth, like breathing really heavy. And my dad was on like a work call. And I heard him say, like, hold on, guys, I'll be right back. And he paused himself. And he's like, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know. And I just started bawling.
0: Because your dad's amazing. He's
1: literally (laughs) a superhero, guys. Like, you don't understand how much my dad is a superhero. Like, I'm so
0: jealous.
1: (laughs) And he just walked over to me and hugged me. And, like, I cried for five minutes for for no reason. Yeah.
0: No, I get that. I remember remember a time where um, my ex broke up with me on Valentine's Day at his parents' house. And my stepdad was actually in the province at that time. (laughs) but two hours away and at you, the way, like you just described how you were with your brother's then girlfriend, like that was literally me driving two hours. I don't remember getting there in one piece because I was that like all over the place. I was like, was like hyperventilating, breathing. And it was like, it was like 10 o'clock at night. So it was like dark outside in February in Ontario. It's like pitch black then. And don't ask me how I managed to get drive those two hours without getting into an accident because I do not remember the drive.
1: Yeah, isn't that the crazy part? Like, some of it you don't remember. No,
0: like, I like I got there, obviously, but, like, I that panic attack happened while I was driving. And I was like, this is not good. This is not good. And he's like, no, you're going to stay on the phone with me. Like, you're going to be fine. And I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I remember there was one time, my stepdad's so sweet there was one time where like Um, there was one time um this is like the same kind of like um era i guess you could call it and we were trying to find a place because like me and the ex were living together and we were trying to find a place for me to live and we had just finished taking my things out of like the condo that we shared and uh, the first time we went um it was like probably like a week after it happened so the first time we went i literally walked in And I started to collect some things and like I saw the stuff around the place and I literally sat on the floor and he looked at me. He's like, we're not doing this today. We're going to do it another day. We'll come back another day when you when when like not that you can handle it, but like we'll give it some more time like you're not ready to come get your stuff yet. And I was like, I was like, no, I can do it. I can do it. He's like, no, we're not doing this today. You're like, I can't. So then then like the next time when we went, I literally and to clear my stuff out, I literally cried the whole time. I just was throwing everything in garbage bags and was crying the entire time, and then um, it was weird because like I was randomly triggered. At one point, we were driving to like to look at houses or whatever, and then he was forcing me to eat. And there was one time we were driving to a restaurant and literally he had to pull over on the side of the highway because I was like hyperventilating and crying so much. He crawled into the passenger seat with me and like just held me in the passenger seat until I like calmed my breathing. And I was like- My (laughs) car!" Like that, like, and that was like another really bad panic attack, I guess. But like, I
1: just, it's
0: hard for me to control it when it happens. Yeah.
1: Like once they start, there's like, but the other weird thing for me is like, sometimes they don't need a reason. Like, yeah yeah being dumped like it's gonna cause you to have a panic attack like someone dying is gonna have to, cause yep. you to have but sometimes like a bad day at work has caused me to have a panic attack in the bathroom and in the staff so, room
0: for me it was i had sometimes had a panic attack driving to work yeah and like, like i would literally i remember calling you and being like i got to do a lap around the town because i can't go into work right now like
1: yeah i remember that
0: yeah it's just and
1: that's the crazy thing like it doesn't need to be this big thing
0: i totally it agree it's anything it's just hard to, once you're in that state, it's hard to get out of it. So I've tried really hard to like, when I feel it coming, like, I'll admit some of the strategies that I've used are not the the healthiest. Yeah, I can agree with that. I will say like, um, the doctor like also gave me meds for, to, to, to manage like, um, my anxiety and stuff too. And I will, might've taken more than I should have to control the pain that panic attack that it was ensuing and like I'm not proud of that but like I know that admitting that like that could help somebody else yeah who's like maybe really going like through the same thing you like what I
1: like wine when I'm anxious yeah
0: and it's just a thing <laughs> but like those aren't our healthiest ways of coping no. with it no, and I'm like it might help
1: oh sorry continue sorry, um so
0: sorry. no I was just gonna say like I definitely need to like think about healthier ways to yeah. stop a panic attack that's coming because I don't like being in that state and if I can just control not getting to that extreme state mm-hmm. um then that like saves a whole lot of crying and puffy yeah. eyes the next day
1: <laughs> oh, yes. or that day <laughs> or the
0: whole day just to help salvage okay, so my
1: question then. yeah so maybe not in a panic attack because those are really hard to get out of to use, but what are your general strategies that you use
0: to like calm my anxiety
1: yeah or like get out of a depressive moment or like anything like this that. is
0: gonna sound really weird and it's like a really stereotypical one um and stereotypical ones don't normally work for me but uh playing sports and working out for me helps a lot um if I'm having a bad day literally there was one time I remember I was in a fight with somebody and I had volleyball that night and I didn't want to go And they were like, no, like, I know that like, that's your, like, that's your time. Like you're going to volleyball. And I was like, no, I don't want to like, we're in a fight, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, we'll talk after volleyball. You go play. And I played and I was like, it was one of the best games of my life. Like I was smashing balls at all the boys' heads, (laughs) but like, yeah. So like playing sports and working out, that one helps me a lot, which is really, really weird. That's good. But um, I'm trying to think what else. I don't, I don't have the best strategies, to be honest, and that's something, like, I, st- I still kind of work on. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, and when I get anxious, is- then, like, I get, like, really sweaty, and I don't want to really do anything, and, like, it's hard for me to admit. Like, even this conversation with you right now, like, I'm, like, drenched everywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think part of it is that, like, as you grow, your strategies need to grow, too. Because, like, for me, when I first got diagnosed, like, crying in my bed was the only thing that made me feel better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, I have a full-time job yeah, <laughs> and a part-time job and another part-time job. So like, I can't do that right yeah. now. So like, instead I like, and as I said, like my strategy are not the greatest either. I drink way too much wine. Like not I don't, too I
0: don't, I don't eat when I'm anxious. I don't eat nothing. Yeah. I could go three like, days. So I could go three brain, days. Like, I could go three days without eating.
1: Yeah, I, eat you.
0: I know, but it's not good. Like that's not a healthy strategy. <laughs> it's not
1: good. And that's the hard thing is that like, strategies that work ne- aren't necessarily the best strategies for you long term like mm-hmm. for anyone long term
0: I just find like like I can admit that they're not healthy strategies and I know that but it's hard for me to like not like okay working out obviously that's a healthy strategy but like excessive working out that's not healthy you know what I mean like and it's especially, working out without eating exactly anymore. exactly and but like for me because like normally when I get anxious or I get triggered by something it's because of something I can't control like we mentioned earlier And me working out, me not eating is something I can control. Like my food intake, I can control that. How hard I work out, I can control that. So I'm just like, I'm just going to do the things that I know I can control and I'll feel better. You know what I mean? Exactly. They might not be the healthiest things. But
1: they're what you can control. Exactly.
0: And so I just need something, like I need better strategies. So if anybody knows better strategies, like I'm all ears.
1: (laughs) I, same Well, because like... I use this, like, the quote-unquote simple one. So, like, if I'm feeling anxious, I'll hold something cold because it's supposed to calm you down. And like, Oh, I didn't know that one. Pardon? I didn't know that one. Yeah, or uh, take a cold drink of water.
0: Oh, that one does does it too?
1: Like, ice-cold water, take a drink of it. That, I find, really helps. But, like, sometimes it's things, like, if I'm on break at work, I'll go back to work early. Yeah. Because, like. Work distracts me,
0: but that's a, that's a bad strategy. My therapist said distraction is not the healthiest either.
1: Right, like it all. De- I think it all depends on like what level of anxiety you're at. Yeah, you know what I mean. I remember <laughs> there's one,
0: there's one somebody mentioned. It's like um, the thing you can touch or the thing you can. Mm-hmm. I think that's you that told me that one.
1: Use your five senses. So touch something, taste something, smell something, um, see something, see something, and feel something.
0: Yeah, and I like I've tried that and like that and works like some
1: of them work sometimes some yeah of them work other times like yeah it's kind of like you have to run through a checklist in your mind mm. what i find actually really helps and i only know this because i've used it with students before is um color grounding oh what is so that if you're, so if you're standing there having some kind of panic attack or even before you get to a panic attack look around and notice like oh my shorts are black my top is black my bed is pink my phone is pink there's a pattern here my computer's pink my <laughs> walls are pink like point out things and tell me what like verbally or in your head say what color they are i remember you
0: texted me some when i was in the middle of a panic attack you were texting me like telling me what like tell me what's around you yeah so like a, yeah a
1: grounding I, so it brings you into the physical moment instead of whatever your brain is telling you
0: yeah that's that's a good one too have you ever tried meditation
1: so i love yoga, yoga i like,
0: is like i also like yoga
1: i love yoga but when i'm anxious so for me i'm a little weird like working going to a gym or working out makes me anxious
0: see this is where we differ
1: exactly <laughs> i get so anxious before going into my gym classes that like i'm shaking oh but i but if i push through i feel better and that's what i have to remind myself often is yeah. that like once you push through it you're you'll be fine but for me Physically doing yoga makes me feel better, but getting to the point of doing it doesn't.
0: True. I don't know how those people do, like, five-minute meditation sessions, and then they're just like, yeah, I'm great. Like, I think that's a bunch of hoax. Like, I
1: don't... I don't... I feel like it would work for people who are, like, anxious about, like, getting married or, like, anxious about, like, things that make people anxious. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they necessarily work for things that, that people who have anxiety get anxious about. Because I get anxious about things that are ridiculous. Same. Like... My first day of work last week, I had to do a like a, a Teams meet, yeah, like a face meet, and I muted myself. Like I was muted. <laughs> so embarrassing. But I stressed about it all day long. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. Like this is ridiculous." Yeah, like he doesn't think I'm an idiot. I'm not ridiculous. It was a mistake.
0: Yeah, and but like when we make those mistakes, we sit on those all day
1: all day all night all week I just talked about it right now yeah so no, exa- no exactly like,
0: <laughs> exactly and like it's not and then I and then people will be like oh well you're holding a grudge oh just let it go and that's what when it goes back to what we've said previously
1: yeah like it's not as simple as it sounds and like it's even something is like today it rained on us and my hair went so poofy <laughs> and like my fear is like well parents are going to see me and think that I'm like Uncapable of handling their children because my hair's ridiculous. Yeah, because That's you look quote unquote
0: thought. like a bum.
1: Right, that is a silly thought, but like it's a thought that my brain formulates. Yep,
0: totally agree. Can we just like say how frustrating that is though? Like side like it's side no, note no. when you do your hair so nice and then you go outside and you're just like, well, that lasted five minutes. Exactly, that happens. I
1: haven't straightened my hair in so long, especially period. with
0: my bangs. Like my bangs will look like on point when I leave the house and like literally five minutes later I get out of the car and I'm standing there and I'm just like well that's so much for that
1: just kidding
0: <laughs> just kidding that was like at the thing at school remember my bangs were so great I like took yeah. a picture and posted to Instagram that morning because like they were like fire and then I see you like in the window two hours later and you're like what happened I'm like they're gone <laughs>
1: I can tell you. <laughs> They're just. That's balls. why my straight bangs lasted for approximately a week. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mine are. Hey, going on what a year and a half now?
1: Okay, so I have one more question. For yeah. You. What is your like mental health rescue? So here, I'll give you mine as like okay. Health. So mine is Harry Potter, as you know. It's my favorite thing in the entire world.
0: Oh, like something that will make you happy no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's good. I got a couple.
1: Okay. Um. So sorry, you go okay, first. Go first. Harry Potter I grew up with like
0: same same
1: came out when I was little like the whole thing I'm literally looking at a two foot tall Harry Potter that my dad bought me one day when I was really anxious that's amazing like it's just it is what it is I love it I think that the magical idea of like things are crappy but you can get better like things can get better is fabulous and I absolutely love it for both of my nephews, I've given them the first Harry Potter book and wrote a little note in it. Oh! I hope they, like, your life is magical, like, blah, 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 blah. And every year on their birthday, I plan on buying them the next novel, because I'm the cutest. I'm also getting a Harry Potter tattoo for them, because, like, cute. Yeah. So... <laughs> Harry Potter's my jam. I was just wondering what your jam was.
0: So I have a couple, actually. Um, watching hockey always makes me feel better. Not the Leafs, though. Okay. Not the Leafs, <laughs> um, but like NHL season, like there's a game on like every second night. It's great. Like I can just like relax. Um, so like that's like a weird seasonal rescue, I guess you could call it. Okay. Um, I love. I don't. Doesn't matter what mood I'm in. If you put on a Cinderella story, I will it's with Hillary Duff. Yes, yes. I will instantly feel better. Like instantly, everything about that movie is perfect. Like perfect, like Hillary Duff is my girl. Chad Michael Murray in 2004, I think it was in, is attractive. Do I know a cool story about that movie? Pardon. Do I know a cool story about that movie? Yes. So Chad Michael Murray's hot in it, obviously. Hillary Duff is my jam, my girl. And this is weird, and I don't know if I've told you this, but the mean girl in that movie, her character's name is Shelby. Mm -hmm. The mean girl's best friend in that movie, his name is Madison, my sister. And then Hillary Duff's like fairy godmother, quote unquote, or like the the lady who like helps her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Rhonda, my mom's name. <laughs> How weird is that? That is so weird. My so favorite movie with Hillary Duff, and it has my whole family. Like and Chad Michael Murray's character in the movie, his name is Austin. That's what I was supposed to be named if I was a boy. What? Like isn't that, that is weird? That's so weird. Okay so weird so anyway yes that is my favorite movie that it always like makes me feel happy because it's just so cute and like adorable and i know all it's the best. words and then i guess my third thing would be um honestly just like driving around and blaring taylor swift music with my windows down
1: yes and i love listening to music too
0: like karaokeing like the most it could even like the depressing songs that she has like white horse and whatever like even just right belting those at the top of your lungs driving down the middle of nowhere country road like it's just like a release if that makes sense
1: oh i totally agree
0: so that was those would definitely be my three as weird as they are
1: no i like them
0: i don't know how people like when they like eat like a pint of ice cream and that's like their rescue i can't do that
1: i used to be able to do that really yeah like
0: in the movies and stuff i can't do that
1: but like I also it was frozen yogurt first of all, so it was
0: healthy. Healthy, I approve.
1: Uh, it was mango frozen yogurt, and I would eat an entire tub of it. <laughs> That's why I went. Literally, I'm not even joking. Before my depression, I was 90 pounds, and now I'm 150.
0: No lie, I still weigh more than you. It's fine.
1: <laughs> You're also a foot taller than
0: me. <laughs> That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> a whole other,
1: a whole other. Podcast.
0: Um, yeah, but I just. I want to end it on a high note, obviously. Um, and I think talking about, like, the things that kind of rescue us from that state was really positive and, like, kind of, like, gets a little bit more personal. And maybe other people can kind of just reflect on the things that make them happy in life, even as if it's, like, something little, like the smell of freshly cut grass or yeah. anything. Or their
1: favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote, like, mental health quote?
0: Mental health quote? I don't.
1: Okay, so mine is, once again, from Harry Potter. <laughs> There's, I actually have it tattooed on me. Oh, what is it? It's, um, light can always be found in the darkest of times if one just remembers to turn on the light. And I totally misquoted that, but that's the general point of it. So no one yell at me. I do
0: know, um, I do know that part of the movie. this
1: can be found, but like that's okay. I, I got anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I got anxious. I was on the spot, guys. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's I know a part. I know a part of the movie you're talking about. That. But, no, that's that's amazing. Yeah.
1: So I have Lumos tattooed on me because Lumos is the spell for light.
0: That's amazing. And so it
1: relates to that quote. So find your favorite quote, post it on your wall.
0: I love that. That's such love that. like such a good tip.
1: Yeah,
0: but thank you. You're my thank favorite. You for I, I can't me. believe we just talked. I can't believe I just I I got no words. Like I love I'm like I feel like we were just in a therapy session together.
1: And the best therapy session I've ever had.
0: Right. Like, I'm a hot, sweaty mess right now, but I feel like we touched on so much, and it's just so good, like, that, like, we might not agree on the same things, but, like, we both understand each other.
1: Well, and I like that, like, our story doesn't have to be the same for us to give each other the credit we deserve. Totally
0: agree. And for anybody out there who's, who feels like they need somebody to talk to, or feels like they're struggling, like, you just gotta find your person. Mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to talk about how you're feeling I think that's can I uh,
1: okay hold on I just have one quick thing to say before we yeah Um, what is your favorite you said your favorite thing to do was write when you feel anxious right like one of your
0: yes I do like to write
1: I also like to write is it okay with you if I boast my Instagram right now
0: yeah you can boast your Instagram of course I was just gonna ask people where they can find you
1: (laughs) people can find me at Rose chelsea so s H-E-R-O-S-E-C-H-E-L-S-E-A. It is my writer's Instagram. You honestly
0: Uh, write some amazing pieces.
1: Thank you, thank you. I love writing. So, it is my writer's Instagram. You can follow it. I will follow you back. You can see all the good stuff I do. And then, well, that sounded very boastful, but (laughs) And then, uh, I would love to see all the cool things you do. So, give me a follow.
0: Yeah, and we... You might see the surprises that me and Chelsea are both kind of doing in our personal life as it gets announced. No so
1: many surprises. There is
0: some surprises. We're just not going to talk about them right now. <laughs>
1: it's fine.
0: No, <laughs> as my dog sneezes sneezed, so obviously that's them being like, "Yo, wrap it up, mom." Let's
1: go. Let's go. All right.
0: But thanks thanks, babes. I love you.
1: Thank you. I love you. Thank you, listeners.
0: <laughs> and that's it from us. So, we'll see you guys. Uh, next week, remember to send in all DMs or questions to Little Did You Know podcast on Instagram and follow my girl Chelsea on her Instagram as well. See you, <laughs> ne- <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.